0: Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter you spell Jabroni.
1: What's up, everybody, welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, BJ Cruz, along with my tag team partner, the man who points to a homemade WrestleMania sign every time he comes home, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude?
0: It hangs actually right over my bed, so I just point to it every night. And my wife's just like, What, why, why are you pointing to that? I'm like, It's WrestleMania season, that's why
1: it is WrestleMania so. season, so I'm glad she understands both our wives. Very understanding, by the way. Let's shout them out so that we can continue to do this podcast. Yes.
0: Um, My wife just she she walked in the room not too long ago. And she was like, oh, you're recording and then walked right out. So. Yes. Big up to our wives for allowing us to talk wrestling for an hour every week.
1: Yeah. It, this week, more than that, because we we, oh, dro- yeah, that's we, dro- true. we dropped a little snacker episode right after the Royal Rumble this week. So go check that out if you, if you haven't already. We are, of course, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and make sure
0: you follow us on social at two jabronis pod i'm sure you guys have noticed but we got a fancy new logo uh everything is all freshened up with the new with the new name so follow us at two jabronis two jabronis pod on twitter and on instagram um i had a blast over this weekend um live tweeting worlds collide royal rumble Obviously, Royal Rumble took a little bit of a backseat to the Kobe Bryant news, but uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter because we do that stuff all the time um, and interact with us on in, in the BR app as well. We're under two jabronis Bahad there as well. So make sure you follow us on social.
1: The rebrand is complete, man. The, re- the repackaging is fully complete now, especially with our new logo which was the final step shout out by the way to uh blue wire graphics extraordinaire russell preston who made that fantastic graphic for us and a lot of you have uh, been hitting me up about the about digging the new music that we've implemented since we rebranded the show shout out to friend of the show maxwell slade uh he, he actually made our music for the first iteration of the show uh, when it when we used to be the it doesn't matter what your podcast is called podcast. So uh, I only thought it was right to bring him back to uh, to basically redo our our music and you know, shout out to him and shout out to everyone who's been enjoying the uh, the repackage so far. With all that, that's gonna take us into the main, event. Welcome, everyone, to the main event. And for this week's main event, we are looking ahead because we are officially officially. On the road to WrestleMania, sign-pointing season is here. And someone who hasn't quite pointed to the sign yet, uh, but it, all signs pointed to this happening, <laughs> is a uh, big return in, in Edge, obviously at the Royal Rumble. But now a feud has been ignited with his former rated RKO tag team partner, Randy Orton. Let's, let's talk about that. Final segment on Raw. It it got real, real quick. It
0: it was quite possibly the best segment Raw has had in months because that was incredible. And I hate, I mean, people that listen to this podcast know that I hate Randy Orton. I think he is.
1: <laughs> you do have a, so you have a very over strange right. vitriol for for Randy Orton,
0: and everything that he did in that segment was top notch heel work. It was so good from the 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 rko that is out of nowhere but yet everybody knows it's coming to the chair shots to the fighting with himself debating on if he really wants to do certain styles of chair shots or putting his uh, edge's neck in the head in the chair and then waiting to potentially jump off the ropes like everything was it had just a more gravity to it. It felt more real. If like I'm sure everybody in that arena was nervous that this could potentially like end Edge's career again and break his neck. Like everybody was kind of worried that this was going too far. And that's when you know that's when you have everybody on the edge of their seats. And they fucking worked it to perfection. They even implement like. They brought it in on um on a wednesday night yeah. with beth phoenix like Absolutely. they were talking about it and i was like this is incredible they're carrying this over multiple shows like i'd be super jacked if randy orton showed up on like on nxt and was like taunting beth phoenix n- maybe next week like i think what they ended up doing on monday night was just incredible um obviously this gives edge a chance to get away for a little bit and maybe get ready a little bit more ready for for WrestleMania, so he can be off TV for two three weeks and just be fine, and come back for the last few weeks before WrestleMania, and then it's good to go. Um, it was incredible. I I I, I was out a loss for words on Monday night.
1: Yeah, it's been a first of all. If you didn't see that RKO coming, you're you might be a brand new fan. <laughs> like <laughs> him saying, like you know, let's get the band back together. You're like, oh shit, like he's gonna RKO the shit out of him. And other, yeah, and like you know, just to. Uh, to defend randy orton is that the right term edge technically did eliminate him in the rumble the day before the night before so he has reason to be angry with edge um maybe you know threatening the neck breaking was a little bit much um and then hitting him yeah. with the single just a little bit just yeah, a little bit but then hitting him with the singular person concerto it was just, it was kind of fitting you know like bringing that back uh for those you know the, the uninitiated the concerto was a a very very popular move by edge and christian uh, where they would actually, you know, sandwich a certain person's head in between two chairs. It was just absolutely brutal. Um, no. And I mean, it, it was one of the pr- most perfectly executed segments that WWE has put on TV in a, in a very, very long time, at, at least on Raw. Right. Um, and man, I, I was watching it with my wife and the second that he put or that Orton put Edges head into the chair. Obviously he didn't do it, but when he initially did it, she said, "Oh no." And that's when yes. that's when I knew like it was working because yep. you know, you and I know like it's a work like he obviously isn't going to break Edges neck, but to everyone else, you know, that shit does seem scary and rightfully so. It's like another human being's neck <laughs> inside of a steel chair. Um, and then afterward when Orton completed the single person concerto, she said, you know, this is part of the times where I hate you watching this stuff. And it was so funny because, you know, my parents used to say that to me, uh, when, when I would watch wrestling back in the attitude era, they were like, why do you watch this? It's so violent. And like, it's, it's just so funny that it took that for her, for her. Who's like, I would say she's not, she, she's not anti-wrestling by any means. She actually likes it. But th- it was just so funny that this is what took her over the line of like, you know what? This is crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. and, and then My perceived- wife was just
0: like, yeah, Avery can't watch it. Avery is my five-year-old son. And he- she was like, yeah, he can't watch this when that happens. I was like... And rightfully it's- so.
1: That's, that's a great point by your wife. By
0: the way. I know. I was like, because I'm sure like I'm going to come home one day and my son's going to have a steel chair and he's going to whack me in the face. He's like, I saw it on Raw. But um, yeah, I mean, they knew that they were towing a line here in terms of believability because everybody was like oh we all know edge's backstory with his, his neck and his back and they were like we're gonna put this to the edge so that you really think that we are going to do something incredibly vile and disgusting and potentially end this man's life or uh, wrestling career and he may not ever walk again and um, uh, they really put it up to they took it to that line and they had me hook, line, and sinker. Like they had me from the moment. And it was like I was on the edge of my seat. And like I've never been that way with Randy Orton because everything is so predictable with him. And for this one, it just felt real. It felt raw. And I loved it. It felt um, like the
1: voices in his head were really talking to him. <laughs> oh, God. You <damn> <laughs> had no idea what they were saying to him, you know? Um, oh, man. Just, just yeah. The-
0: and now, and it had me thinking like, this could be your main event i know they're gonna do and and we may expand on this later but i know that they're probably gonna do drew mcintyre brock lesnar but to me this could be your main event because you have two gigantic names in the business and edge and randy orton you have a guy coming back for his first full match in 10 years nine ten years like that could sell tickets and that could be on the marquee at wrestlemania and that could be the the poster um because this segment was done so well it has me hyped for this match and this build.
1: Oh no, it's it's going to be an amazing match and it, it, there there might be a stipulation on it. Um maybe it's like a cage match, maybe there's I think it's just it's going to be more than just a standard one-on-one match, right? Considering how they've started this feud it would make sense for there to be some sort of stipulation attached to it, given it's it's essentially like a blood feud right off the bat, yep. which is which is crazy to say. Um, and just kind of going back a little bit, looking at Edge's, actually his contract, which is actually something I wanted to look at because something that you touched on was, you know, how many appearances is he going to make? Um, friend of the show, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport, actually he reported that Edge signed a three-year deal with wwe which is fantastic um yeah and it's it's actually all it's i believe the details are it's guaranteed if he takes part in at least three matches per year so i mean that's great because obviously he's been out of the ring for nine years you don't want to just throw him in there on a full-time basis like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense and um he should be participating in like featured events so i'm assuming it's gonna be like mania a Saudi Arabia event and like SummerSlam, right? Like
0: the, that's 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 it. Yeah. That's probably, it's going to be the Brock Lesnar schedule.
1: Right, exactly. Um but he also might I think he's going to show up more um in non-wrestling capacities to just, you know, maybe do some mic work. Uh you know, he'll maybe attach himself to somebody like in a Sami Zayn sense where he can cuz Edge can still talk, right? Like that part mm-hmm. has never left him. Um but I think it's, I, I I'm just I'm thrilled he's back. I I know like I've watched his return on or that that video of it, the, the repackaged video that they put out to show his uh, his first initial spear when he got in the ring, and, and just that pop, man, it 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 got me. Uh, yeah, it just it just gave me chills when when that happened. But yeah, this this is gonna be um, a great match. And so this is you and I were actually debating about this on what was it Monday? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what will be the main event. And, you know, it's Edge, Orton, or my, my pick was Drew Brock, which is, you know, we'll kind of get to, there's a little bit of a report with uh, with Vince and and Heyman kind of at odds about what the main event will be. But to your point, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's, it, you know, Edge and Orton, two classic names, two, two mainstays in WWE um the only reason well one of the reasons why i figured it can't be in that final spot is because just because of the length of time first of all right like you don't want to throw edge and i think that's a bad spot for them in that like after seven hours of wrestling right like yeah i can't have them i
0: get that but like it's still technically the main event like ultimately like the 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 match is probably going to have the most eyeballs and have the most energy behind it is going to be that first one on the card similar to last year like Last year, everybody made a big deal about Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky being the main event, and, and then Seth and Brock went off first, and that's when all the energy was in the in the arena. By the time the the, the main event went on, like people were exhausted, but and like rightfully it's still so. technically that you. Shit,
1: yeah, that shit was like seven hours into <laughs> into the day, yeah,
0: um, and like it's still just having that cachet of saying it's the main event, and I just feel that for WrestleMania, that seems to be it, like. A transitional year like there isn't a massive story for you to bank on like last year obviously you had the women um this year like you're 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 introducing a basically a transitional challenger in drew mcintyre that he's never he's never been on the uh in the main event he's never been on the marquee so it would make sense to put those bigger names like an edge and a randy orton at the top and sell it as like your main event and then allow drew to kind of be second fiddle in a way. And then Brock doesn't need to be on the main event. Brock can be the first match on and be just fine, or he can be the third match on and be just fine.
1: So I just think the Drew Brock thing makes more sense in the final spot in the main event for, for two main reasons. One, you know, we, we harp on WWE a lot as kind of a wrestling society in that they always rely too much on nostalgia and the past. Right. Okay. and, And they've leaned on that. A lot. And, and they've been criticized, rightfully so. So, like, that's where I think if you put Edge Orton in there, you again, you're kind of relying on the past. When you have someone like Drew McIntyre who, look, if if he's your guy, right, if he's the guy that you are, are crowning as the next it guy, you have to lean into that. You have to have him, you know, or WrestleMania 36 is ending with him holding the univ- or, sorry, the WWE Championship, victorious over Brock, right? So I, that's that's one avenue where I'm like that. That's why it has to be that. Two, the main event can't be a long match. <laughs> like again, just from a time suck perspective, at by the time that match starts, we we might be five six hours into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just need a quick way to end it, send everyone home happy, because that that's what really was one of the what was working against Rhonda, Charlotte, and Becky last year was that they tried, I mean, you know obviously there's it's a triple threat match, so the the psychology of that match is a little bit different and, and the logistics of it. But it went on longer than I think it sh- it should have because everyone was exhausted. So I think mm-hmm. you have a Drew Brock in there at the end. You, we all know Brock matches don't go probably more than five minutes, right? And you can squeeze in a lot in those five minutes. And in the process, you make a brand new megastar in Drew. Like it, it just seems like it it all the is there for them to really, really, really put their for Drew to put his stamp on being like the next guy to carry WWE into the next couple of years. If
0: you're gonna put that in the main event, then you one hundred percent have to have Drew go over. There's no way that you can have people go home with Brock as a champion.
1: No, that, that that would be, a tra- I mean, they did that a few years ago when it looked like Roman was going to beat Brock in the main event and they sent Brock, they went. They put Brock over. Everyone was so confused. As much as everyone hated Roman for him being in that position, when Brock won that match, it was a train wreck, the response. So yeah. they, they need to, hopefully they've at least learned from that and, you know, they put Drew over in this situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I just, I feel like, in terms of and, and i mean wrestlemania is going to do well in terms of marketing and, and getting as many eyeballs as possible no matter what but i feel like you're gonna get more interest uh you'll you'll get more casual interest if you have edge randy orton as especially if the way they're building it as this blood feud as this really really uh as this realistic feud and 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 make it seem a little bit more like the attitude era and have an edge to it if you put that as the main event or as the the top billing on the card like i just feel that does a little bit better than a brock drew mcintyre but all in all like like i don't you can't really go wrong either way because wrestlemania is going to do well no matter what i mean sure if they put drew over and that's the lasting image similar to what happened with seth rollins when at wrestlemania 31 where there was the 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 image going off the air was seth holding the championship belt with the fireworks If they do that with drew i mean that could be money like that's that's your star making performance and that's that's how you kind of lean into the next few years so um We'll see where it goes. I mean, like you said, there's the rumor and the report that, that Vince and, and Paul are kind of at odds here, and Paul is really wanting to do Drew Brock in the main event. Um, so we'll see where that goes. One thing that we are pretty hyped about, because I called it last week.
1: Not last week, a few weeks earlier in the week. A few, yeah, yeah.
0: Charlotte, it looks like we're doing Charlotte and Rhea,
1: oh, and I'm fucking
0: all for that.
1: God, hell yes. This is going to be... Like it was it was really funny when Charlotte, uh, you know, came out on Monday to tease the announcement and you're just like, I don't think she even knew at that point. I don't know if she knew the plan. (laughs) Um, And I'm glad that they at least waited for uh, for this kind of this Rhea Ripley thing to to bubble up for it to actually be a possibility. And, you know, it just makes a whole lot of sense, given the year that, or not even the year, the last couple of months that Rhea Ripley has had, like, to have her in a a match against Charlotte at WrestleMania and to be the one that she picks, like, that's just, you you know, we talk about the rub a lot, right? Like, people giving other people the rub, like, that would give Rhea Ripley the ultimate rub moving forward. Right, and and like she's probably going to retain, which is an even bigger rub. Like it, this is just an an amazing way to put a, an already up and coming star over the top, and and it's it's such a brilliant brilliant move.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I'm so behind this. Um, I agree, it's it's brilliant. I think not only do you give Rhea the rub, you set up a potential feud for the rest of 2020. You. Uh, introduce a some new blood into the what is already like going stale women's division in the WWE. So I think there's a lot of opportunities here and, and it 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 opens up a lot of avenues here. Um because I think we've fallen into this trap of like automatically assuming that whenever you win a rumble you will go for uh the belts on SmackDown and Raw. So for charlotte to say i'm going to go for the nxt belt that opens up so many other possibilities you know what i mean like yeah it does start opening up the avenues for uh more talent going to different shows um different challengers coming down to nxt or different challengers from nxt going to raw and smackdown like it just becomes a little bit more interesting so um and also i think these two have great chemistry in the ring i thought what they did before survivor series was awesome um, I think in terms of the matchup, you have two really physical physically imposing women um in the ring together and they can both do incredible things in the ring. So um it could be this could be really, really interesting and it could be something that launches the women's division to the into the next stratosphere for the rest of 2020. It makes things really, really interesting because then you can introduce, say charlotte wins what if you introduce like Bianca? you start having a feud with bianca in there and you have bianca and charlotte flair like yeah bianca kind of belair put on a fucking show at the royal rumble yeah. and she made a star out of herself so i think you could potentially have two really really interesting feuds out of this charlotte Rhea match you could have charlotte versus Rhea, and then you could have charlotte versus bianca belair i think it's money either way
1: no, yeah, totally, and I'm I'm glad that they are going down this route because they easily could have just gone with Old Faithful, you know, Charlotte, Becky, Charlotte, uh, Bailey, and like we we've just seen that over and over again. So I, I am that also makes me excited about what's next for for Becky, right? Like that that opens up the possibilities for her in terms of like a new feud, um, which which is also very exciting. So there's obviously- I mean, there
0: were rumors going around that it, it's. Becky Shayna, Shayna,
1: yeah which is hell yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that that sounds freaking phenomenal still
0: and like this is what makes me so happy is like we're sitting here talking about the world to Wrestlemania and a lot of the things that we're saying are super positive because there's so many opportunities and all this took literally all this took was the introduction of NXT into a major brand like they treat they started treating NXT like an equal instead of as a feeder program and look at uh, look at what it's done it's created all these possibilities or angles and, and potential matches that have us extremely excited going into WrestleMania, and that's what I fucking love as a fan.
1: Who would have thought putting your best product forward <laughs> would be right? uh, beneficial to WWE? That's what a what a strange and wild idea. But uh Do we like, have to thank AEW for this. Uh, yes, competition <laughs> is always good. Competition is I mean, always this uh, is- brings out the best in everyone. So shout out to AEW, man! Look at you. Just improving WWE programming. So uh, what else
0: like out of all these matches so far, we we got Charlotte Rhea, we have Drew Brock, we have Edge or, and Randy Orton, Becky or Becky Shayna. What else could we potentially see
1: uh at I mean WrestleMania? There's gotta be an IC title match. Uh you know, I know well, they're Shins- doing that tomorrow Shinsuke night. is defending against Braun uh tomorrow. So or sorry, depending on when you listen to this on SmackDown this week. And so depending on how that shakes out, I think Daniel Bryan like has to move into that picture at some point. Like the the Intercontinental title needs some legitimizing, some re-legitimizing I should say. And that's not a that's not shade at Shinsuke, right? Like uh, he's he's fantastic. It's just the way that it's been booked. The Intercontinental title for a while now has been really really wonky. Yeah, the, the mid-card belts in
0: general have been pretty wonky. Yes. Like the US belt has been all over the place. And like I agree, the IC belt needs kind of a refresher. Like they tried to do it with the new design, and the new design just sucks, by the way. I, but like, I
1: hate it so much. But well, and that's so that's because I love the old one so much. Like the white belt. It was the perfect belt. Oh, it was incredible. Like, I don't understand why they
0: needed to change it. But yeah, like the mid-card belts in general are always a little bit wonky. So if they're not gonna do fiend daniel bryan which i really want them to continue to do because i love this feud and i loved what they did at royal rumble i would love to see this continue for the next few months and and have a a really big payoff at wrestlemania but it looks like they're going to do roman fiend um yeah i'm down for putting daniel bryan in the ic title picture and let's do something weird with it let's do a fucking ladder match at, at wrestlemania
1: yeah, either that or, or at least some sort of triple threat. Like a lot of the best intercontinental title matches at Mania over the past couple of years have involved more than two people, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, there was Seth, Miz, and I think it was Finn Balor. Uh, yep. Like two years ago, there was a, they've had a couple ladder matches now with it. Dana Bryan won it one year, and I think Zach Zach Ryder won it another year, and those were incredible mm-hmm. m- incredible matches. So I think that's definitely the route to to bring some life back into it because it's honestly since I feel like since Seth dropped it, it's been it's just been stuck in in limbo, mm-hmm. and it's been very very strange. Uh, but the U.S. title was, in my opinion, was kind of. Relegitimized a bit recently with andrade winning it but now he's he's been, he got in a little bit of trouble and we'll be off he uh got popped yeah we'll be we'll, we're gonna touch on that a little bit later he's 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 gonna be off wwe tv for for a little bit um but i think you i
0: think you'll also have going back to like what we can potentially see at wrestlemania i think you'll also see i mean we gotta see um ko and samoa joe challenged for the raw tag team titles
1: yeah they're gonna keep that going assuming joe is healthy enough to go I know, he he was legitimately pulled from that match on monday yeah. and he obviously took that weird bump when he hit that um tope suicida on the outside like he he did land super super awkwardly hopefully he's okay um because that was i i read that they had to basically impromptu the back end of that match and it was really hard to tell that it was because the ending was actually pretty cool. It's actually a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. I dug that, but yeah, hopefully he's healthy and hopefully that is, uh, the raw tag team match because that, that, I mean, Seth involved with this, this stable and this, uh, this group is, is been incredible and KO and Joe together. It's kind of like, it's one of those classic things where it's like two, two faces who might not fully get along because they kind of get in each other's ways a little bit, kind of very, very rock Austin, uh, Austin HBK mm-hmm. vibes. So I, I dig that, but yeah, that has to be in, in the mix somewhere. Andrade should be back. Yeah, he'll be then. back. He's only gone for 30 days. Yeah. So him, I'm sure, uh, him and, uh, career are going to get back at it because they seem to be, I, Heyman seems hell bent on getting career over. Uh, he's, I mean,
0: God bless him. I he's, mean, I, he's good. I don't he's mind good. Humberto, but like, I he, mean, when, when, when Heyman has his mind made up about somebody, he like really goes for it. So
1: it's just yeah, a bummer think... for for me for, to watch Humberto out there because he doesn't get a ton of reaction. And he, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? It, it just sucks that. Um, I, I guess he might he might need a mouthpiece. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, like I, I would really like to see him like see Zelina turn on Andrade and become Umberto's mouthpiece, and then
1: right, you Adi could link something. up Charlotte and Andrade. That, that's another. You could, I mean, you could do it. Charlotte can obviously talk. Um, Yeah. Obviously, getting married, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's something that we won't be seeing though. It looks like Ronda or Taker not on the WrestleMania card, or or at least that's what's being reported.
0: I mean, that's super surprising for me. Not so much on the Taker side of things, because I really don't want to see Taker wrestle ever again. But the Ronda side of things, I was more, I was obviously she was my pick to win the Royal Rumble, but. I was fully expecting her to come back. Um, it seemed like she wanted to come back. She said she could probably come back whenever the hell she wants on the, what was that, the Corey Graves podcast. Um, so, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I I would love to see Ronda. She's fucking incredible, but if she's not going to be on the show, I mean, that's more opportunity for other people. Gives us more opportunities for Rhea Ripley, or for, for matches like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair and and Shayna and Becky, so um it is what it is kind of thing
1: absolutely and uh you touched on this earlier but it looks like we're headed towards a roman reigns uh fiend bray wyatt match at mania 2 which i'm i'm all about i know you know no again no shade at dane o'brien him and fiend you know put on great matches but i do think it is time to get roman away from this baron corbin thing like it's it just kind they're of doing been the it same again thing. on
0: SmackDown. That's the crazy thing. It's yeah, like, absolutely. We thought it the was going to be the big payoff at Royal Rumble, and they're doing it again.
1: Yeah. So if this is a way to get Roman back in there, and he deserves it, man. Like the, one of the things. This this is a little bit of a side tangent here. Um, when the the Rumble crowd started to boo Reigns again because he was well, obviously they booed him because he eliminated Edge. Like I get that. But then they started just to. To boo him ironically again, it was it mm-hmm. was just like I thought we were over this. You know what I'm saying? Like as as wrestling fans, like we can't just appreciate Roman. Like he's been doing amazing work for a long time now. Like can we just give the dude his 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 credit? Well, I don't do.
0: I don't think they were booing him ironically. I think there was real heat at the fact that he eliminated Edge, and I think that was a disservice that they did to him. Like <clears throat> if they were gonna have him eliminate Edge, then you got to turn him heel you have to make him a heel to, to get that heat and make it heat, make that heat actually matter. Like when they did it and then he's basically going to stay the same, like then you're going to get back to the people just booing him just to boo him. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, and, they need to make, they were, like, booing, they, they were booing him even when he was coming in, but like it wasn't, he, he got a, he got a good pop. Right. But there's still that, that crowd that like that ironic crowd that likes to do that shit. And it's just getting old. And I, I see your point of, you know, you eliminated Edge. So what do you expect? You know? Yeah. But at the same time, like, there was that was the final four. <laughs> so of course, Roman is going to try to eliminate freaking Edge. He's trying to win the Rumble. I don't know. That that's Unless just you, my I mean, and they're it, never going it, to turn him spot. heel. They're never going to turn him heel. Like, it's, it, it's, that's just not going to, ha- he makes too much money for the company as a face. Yeah, I mean
0: he's in John Cena territory. He's never he to, like you're right. He's never going to turn heel, but I was asking for it uh during the Rumble because it made sense. Like if you're going to be the guy to eliminate Edge, be a heel. Like people are going to boo the shit out of you. Just be a heel. Like eliminate him, give people the finger and that's your heat and then you got heat forever. Like <laughs> give and it just works. finger. Oh, that's
1: there we go. Like, I like I like that. That's
0: that's all they had to do, but yet they he eliminated he's like oh golly like whatever like he's still a face and now people are going back to just booing him just to boo him because they think he's getting preferential treatment or getting pushed because like getting pushed down their throats again so i just feel like they need to they needed to do something a little bit more uh with some more conviction um at royal rumble and that was turn roman heel but they're going to give us Roman versus The Fiend. I'm fine with it, I guess. I, I agree with you. He's kind of paid his due since he's been on SmackDown. He's been the guy just kind of doing what has been asked for him, whether it's getting King Corbin over or doing something else kind of on the mid-card of SmackDown. Like, now it's the time to put him back in the main event.
1: This sure. man got dog food poured on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, real dog food. So, you know, he's it's his, it's his time. Like, how else are you going to sell tickets to the, to this big event? And he's he is he's really good. And He's good. I I give you that. Like
0: he's 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 criminally underrated in terms of his ring work because people are so upset with the like fact right, that he gets exactly. shoved down their throats.
1: Yeah. And I it's, it's it was just so interesting. I remember when he Do you remember when he set the record for eliminations when he yes. was still in the shield? People were losing their friggin' minds and they wanted so bad for him to win and to, and to be the guy. Um and, and this is this is something too that Corey Graves touched on this on the on the latest after the bell, and he 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 was saying something about how people are starting to even turn a little bit on Becky, right? You know she obviously still gets a huge pop, still still that like huge face pop, but there is a small contingent of people who just after a certain amount of time they're like, All right, I've had enough of you, like kind of being at the top, and it's just, I guess it's just like being a wrestling fan in general It's just like we're so fickle right we're, we're just I, I, so fickle as, as 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 a group that it, we're just kind of looking for the smallest inkling to kind of turn against people and like find the next thing so it's, it's, I think it's just it's, super interesting
0: sorry to interrupt but like i think a lot of the reason why people are starting to turn against becky is the same reason people started to turn against seth is because like it's not so much that we are fickle it's just like like We are getting tired. We get tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again, like their faces and they've been faces for a very long time, but they continue to do the same kind of activities and the same they keep saying the same things like you can continue to be a face, but you can change things up a little bit and they refuse to do that and their characters become stale like Seth's character before he turned heel was super stale because he did the same shit for two and a half years and Becky's been doing the same shit for two uh, for a year and a half now like her character is starting to get a little stale and i would love for her to become a, to get that edge back that she had when she first started to to gain notoriety, notoriety like she had an edge to her that people really latched onto and now it's back to like she's just kind of a prototypical baby face she does so, have
1: she does have a little bit she got the arrogance back a little bit after beating oscar i did notice that on on this past raw at least and kind of even on her social media presence has been like she's like she's kind of feeling herself again which is i'm that's all about good. that's the becky that we all kind of fell in love with right so yes i'm all, I'm all about that um so it's, let's let's quickly hit uh the wednesday night wars and, and the news and notes so we'll start with the wednesday night wars here broser waits the uh, the winners of the Dusty Cup, they're going to have a future. Uh, actually, at Takeover Portland, they are yep. going to be taking on the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I I thought for sure Pete Dunne, excuse me, was turning on Riddle, and uh, the the Grizzled Young Veterans were were going to win. Uh, that was just it. Just kind of made sense that this could be a feud that NXT could build around, um, but. I mean, I, I guess that could still happen technically at takeover in Portland, but then why would you, why would you give them the the cup? So that, that was just, my yeah, there.
0: I mean, it's a bit of a weird situation because I was in the same boat. Like everything kind of hinted at the fact that like Pete Dunn was going to turn on Matt Riddle. Cause every time Matt Riddle talks, Pete Dunn doesn't look amused and like, they're not, they're wearing different ring gear. And like, usually like if you're going to be in a tag team, you have somewhat like kind of matching ring gear. You know what I mean? Like, everything just kind of hinted at there wasn't like there wasn't the cohesive nature of being a tag team there so like I was fully expecting it I could still see it happening at, at takeover because why not I mean it this doesn't really do anything like this doesn't matter um I think the biggest winners out of this to be honest with you are the grizzled young veterans because for one they took down the undisputed era a few weeks ago and they looked phenomenal all tournament tournament long like this match last night, um or on wednesday whenever you listen to this like that match was fucking incredible yeah it was really it was really 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 good good. um and i think to be honest i i i think grizzled young veterans are the big winners here um and and i think you still have a chance to have a potential feud between riddle and pete dunn um you could have them break up at at takeover and can and keep the belts on undisputed era i'm fine with that
1: yeah no absolutely nxt also uh You know the stuff they're doing with Finn is fantastic. Obviously, him and Gargano are are headed towards a match at at Takeover Portland. Keith Lee, man, what a freaking ledge! This dude looks great with a belt. I'm glad they uh, they finally (laughs) pulled that trigger. He is so
0: ridiculously over. Like it is crazy. Um, Not only did he get a fucking monster pop at Wrestle or Rumble at (laughs) Royal Rumble, and he had the moment with Brock Lesnar, but he comes out on Wednesday now he has the belt like he said he looks great with a belt it just fits him but like the crowd is like just in on everything he does they have different chants for him they're going in with his music they um are are cheering him so much that he can't start his promos or they're interrupting promos with cheers like he is ridiculously over. And I think it's about time that they're giving him this push because I've been on the Keith Lee chain, uh, train since before he joined NXT. This guy is a one of a kind talent. Um, and I think it's great now that he's getting this moment to really showcase it. Uh, and I think he could be a massive star for this company in 2020. I'm so in on Keith Lee.
1: No, totally. And what's crazy too is the amount of time that. Has seemingly not gone by, uh, you know, for him to get here. But I just remember, you remember when we went to that uh, NXT live show out here in San Jose? What was it like? Was it a year ago? It might have been like it was a year like ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, around. So, you know, he he wrestled on that card, and he got like a he got an okay uh, reaction and to see where f- to see it from then until now is just wild to me. Like, yeah, because I, I remember that reaction. I Remember those that pop. And ever, you know, just kind of watching the last couple of months, like he's he's the one taking on Roman in the, in the finals of the Survivor Series, and you know he's getting one of the loudest pops at at the Rumble. He's getting face to face time with Brock. He's getting offense in on Brock. Like that's mm-hmm. wild to me. And and you know he deserves every bit of it. He is he is phenomenal. He just kind of radiates like superstardom, to be frank.
0: And And he's he's benefiting from the fact that a lot of the things that he does within the ring because he's so big and agile, like a lot of the things that he does go super viral. And that's what's kind of like propelling this. That's a great point. Yeah. In my opinion, because like remember when he launched Adam Cole into like the third or fourth row
1: Oh, the body checks? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Super viral. Yeah. Like all the things that like people are, are flocking to him because he is a 300 pound man that could run and jump like ricochet obviously he can't do the flips and all that shit, but like he is so agile and he's he's such a special athlete and he's also incredible on in the mic that i think people are just flocking to it and it's also just be- being a huge benefit on social media because a lot of the stuff just translates over there so um i think he he can be massive for them also i'm really into what they're doing with this nxt title feud like the 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 segment that they had on on nxt with the blood uh with Ch- Tommaso holding the belt with the blood on it like everything about it was just uh super interesting and and raw and um i love the the way that Tommaso interacts with the championship belt uh, with goldie goldie uh, is baby i've never seen anybody so attached to a belt like this is new to me like i don't remember any any talent being so like physically and emotionally attached to a title.
1: Yeah, and I mean that that visual of him a like, little bit of blood trickling down from his head, him staring at the title like he's in love with it and, and caressing it like it's like he's a he's a mama bear cuddling a cub. Like it it's it, it was just so fitting, right? Any <laughs> any other person you're like, that's eh, kind of weird. But when he was NXT champion, he he just kind of leaned into that. And that's why now you know, he's chasing it again and, and he treats it like it's not an inanimate object. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's incredible. I, I can't wait for that match with them, uh, at, at takeover. That's, that's going to be, and he treats it stellar. like it's
0: his child and it tre- yeah. he's, he's acting like he's trying to get his child back. Right. And it, it this is going to sound like maybe over the top, but for me as a parent, that just like it, it does kind of connect with me because like, I don't know, like I would do anything for my kids. So it's like, it feels the the same kind of way. Um, and I, I think what they're doing storytelling wise is incredible. Um, on the flip side, AEW, uh, is really starting to do a better job overall in terms of their storytelling. I've talked about this in in weeks past about how they don't really do a, a, a good job using, utilizing the time on dynamite to tell stories. It's usually like, here's a match, here's a match, here's a match. Maybe there's a promo mixed in. Um, but now you can start seeing that they have a B C D level storylines. And it's great to see, obviously the mocks and Jericho storyline is your a level one. And I mean, those two are just gold together. They were gold together when they were in the WWE. Um, and now that they have the shackles off in terms of what they can say on the mic, they've been doing excellent work. Um, you have whatever they're doing with hangman page, just keep fucking doing it because this stuff is incredible i don't know if you saw what he did last night or on uh dynamite on wednesday hold my beer flip over the uh... he came in said hold my beer hit the buckshot lariat grabbed the beer and walked off i love everything they're doing with this and then he started to uh taunt the young bucks backstage about not winning the titles and how he has his name plates and he made special name plates for them like i love it they're they're continuing to tease this breakup of the of the elite and they're doing it in a really interesting and fun fashion and then lastly um i think what they're doing with the mjf cody storyline of, of course this one's going to be great because both mjf and cody are incredible yes um a thousand they percent. are doing excellent work there i think they're going to do the the 10 lashes next week on dynamite so we'll continue <laughs> to lean towards this oh boy this match a revolution but i'm loving that they're starting to introduce longer storylines and they're doing a better job about telling them on dynamite rather than like utilizing being the elite or social media like they're using the time that they have on tnt to tell their storyline so it's good to see
1: yeah and i mean i think that just comes with having time to do it right like like they just debuted in october and they they just needed that time to actually start developing stories and you know to your point of that they would just kind of put on wrestling matches right It, it just seemed kind of random bookings and mm-hmm. that's what they had to do to fill TV time. And from that, they were able to build storylines eventually. So it's starting to come to fruition. And they, there obviously was a learning curve, right? Like they were criticized a lot up front because of their lack of storytelling and, and, and not starting to shape that. And it seems like once 2020 hit, they started to really figure out like, yeah, we, we got to get this stuff buttoned up and tell stories. Um, And, you know, we can have as many great wrestling matches as we want, but if we're not telling stories, people aren't going to, it's not going to resonate with people and people aren't going to stick around. And, uh, you know, for everything that WWE gets shit on for, and, you know, sometimes their storylines and their stories don't make a lot of sense, but they do tell stories. So yep. that's the thing that that's kind of made WWE the mainstream success that it is. And and AEW starting to recognize that, too. I, another thing I do love about AEW, uh, Britt Baker, man, getting some, she, getting some oh. really solid mic time. And uh,
0: she, she she blew it out of the water on Wednesday night. It was incredible. I've watched that promo three times. It is so good. Uh, the fact that she called JR a barbecue sauce salesman that doesn't get half the names on the roster, right? I was like, holy shit. She went, she got and, real with it. Yeah. And then she said, she told Cleveland that they finally have a baker they can believe in. Like the things that they've been doing with Britt Baker the last few weeks has uh, have gotten better and better. She's still a little rigid on the mic, but it's, it's getting good. Um, and and I know I know we just got over like praising their work as uh, telling stories. The one issue that they really have is this women's division. Their women's division is a bit of a mess. Obviously, Reho is not on TV. They don't tell any stories. They put a lot of random ass matches together. They had a couple. They had another one uh, on Dynamite where they did Nyla Rose and, and Big Swole. Like I think what they're doing with Britt Baker is starting to implement some storytelling because they're getting that main heel, but they have a lot of work to do when it comes to their women's division because it seems a little haphazard kind of thrown together. Like they don't really know what they're doing or what they're striving for in the long haul. Um, But Britt Baker is a bit of a a shining light because I mean, she is really good as a heel. She is excellent as a heel.
1: No. Yeah, totally. And I think they're starting to see the struggles a little bit about doing a weekly two hour show, right? Is that how do we fit all of these stories and all of these people in it? And unfortunately, the women's division has kind of fallen to the wayside um, in this. And I think that's why, you know, we, we kind of wondered early when they made this announcement about adding a second show like, how are they going to do that? And I think that will be the benefit of having that second show is that they won't feel so much pressure and the need to cram everyone in on one show. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of spread that out and hopefully I mean this is all conjecture and, and, and hoping right but it, it just kind of makes sense that they realize we frankly don't have enough time. Two hours uh, on TV goes by like that and we we have to get we, we have to, like, they made such a big deal about having this women's division and, and featuring them more, and f- they just, they straight up haven't. Like, WWE's yeah. women's division, I mean, specifically in NXT, has really, really taken off, and AEW's has kind of sputtered here out of the gates, and, and they really, they really have to fix it you know, as soon as possible. I mean, freaking impacts women's division. Like, uh, you know, Tessa Blanchard is the freaking world champ. So yeah, AEW can't fall that far behind when it comes to, you know, how they are booking the women on their show.
0: It, it really is night and day or like apples and oranges when you look at what NXT is doing versus what AEW is doing when it comes to the women's division. NXT's women's division is quite possibly the best women's division in the world um they have incredible storylines incredible matches um and an incredible wealth deep wealth of not or deep uh talent pool um and then you go to aew and, and it's just the polar opposite um, the talent pool is very thin they don't have stories they don't have matches um it, it's a shame um i i really want to see what they can do Ah, uh, maybe like you said, the implementation of a of a second show gives them more opportunities to do more uh, women centric storylines and push more women, um, and do a little bit more interesting things. Um, so we'll see where that comes down the line. I just hope that they can kind of fix things now and make women a little bit more of a focal point on Dynamite because I think that it it will definitely benefit them um, <clears throat> in the long run.
1: Absolutely. Moving on
0: to our news and notes, we've we talked about this. Uh, a little bit earlier but uh the big story this week is obviously andrade being suspended for a wellness policy violation i don't know exactly what he got popped for um i don't think that's came uh, that that's come out but it has been uh announced that he's been out he, he will miss yeah. 30 days
1: yeah and that, that's why they obviously ran that spot with carrillo ddting him onto uh, the cement and you know to mm-hmm. obviously write him off tv for a little bit but man that news came out right after that segment so and it was it was just wild about the timing so yeah. you know hopefully andrade's been, he's been doing great stuff with the us title and you know uh hopefully he's learned his lesson and that we can just get back to uh, to wrestling and watching this dude really really take off um aj styles man he got legitimately hurt uh, in the rumble after taking that spear from edge and it looks like he's going to be out for a while. I mean, I saw I read that report today that, he, you know, they're targeting, I guess, mania for him to be back, uh, which is kind of a bummer because uh like how do you build a store for him in that short amount of time? Uh like AJ AJ Styles needs to be at WrestleMania. Like he's one yeah. of the company's best workers and you know, he's, he's been doing great stuff. So it's just a bummer that this kind of happened now, especially like him and Samoa Joe. Like they, they both got hurt in the span of like two days. And those are two like the top workers in the freaking company.
0: Yeah, it, it is a shame. I mean, he seems pretty adamant that he's going to sh- return before WrestleMania. Um, I mean, if they end up doing some sort of uh, ladder match or, in, or a match for the IC title where you have more than, two combatants and i think you can throw him in there without having to really worry about a storyline um or you can you can put him in i'm sure they're going to do the andre the giant battle royale so he can potentially go in there oh my
1: god don't i completely i, mean, forgot I, about I, ben I ben don't want to see it
0: but i mean if if he won't if he's not going to be on tv and he's not going to be around to build a story then you got to have to you have to kind of go with the hand you've been dealt so putting him maybe in the battle royale or a ladder, a potential ladder match or whatever they're going to do with the IC belt or U S belt. Like I think that's fine. Um, I, I just, I, I just want to see him at WrestleMania. I don't want him to miss it. Cause he probably doesn't have many left. He's on the older side. Right. Um, so, um, hopefully he can come back in time. Uh, somebody that's not coming back is MVP. He had, he came back. He was a surprise entrant in the rumble. He had a match the next night on raw against Rey Mysterio. He lost that match, and apparently it was his last match with the WWE. So MVP's return was short-lived. He had some fire suits, though. Did you see he came out with uh, the rumble? He had the Black Panther look, and then on Raw, he had the Punisher look. Um, It was great to see him back. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything special, um, but I wasn't expecting to be this quick.
1: I was actually a little upset that that return was spoiled for me. <laughs> like I, I think Sorry, I saw I, I think that, Yeah, that was you. You sent it into the group chat and I was like, oh <laughs> MVP's coming back. Obviously he's from that area, so that just made a whole lot of sense to put him in. I actually he was also on Corey Graves' podcast, uh talking about his return and all that stuff. And you know, it, it was it was a cool sentiment. You know, he said, you know, his son's a huge fan and for them to be back in the area and to kind of share that moment with his son, for his son to like watch him in the ring and the rumble and stuff like that was was big for their family. So, you know, th- that was fantastic. Um, it, yeah, like it makes sense that it wasn't for like there's really no spot for him at this point, like within WWE as a whole um, in terms of like a high profile spot anyway. So I mm-hmm. think it just makes sense to like he got an awesome pop at Mania he had a, had a match with you know Mysterio who's his good friend so it, it just kind of made sense to to leave uh while you know people are still clamoring for you you know what i'm saying like it's he's not hanging yeah. on longer than he needs to um and then we're going to end with this uh Luke Harper looks like he's got a new home uh not surprisingly he will be it looks like he's going to debut in AEW in March per a report from, uh, Dave per, Meltzer.
0: Yeah. Per Meltzer.
1: Um, and like this shocks nobody, but it, it, I think it's gonna be a good fit for him. He's, he's dope, man. I like Luke Harper.
0: So, so do I I. I, I think this does make a lot of sense for him because he's an underrated worker, man. He, he can really, really go for a man, his size in the ring. Um, I'm trying to envision where they would put him storyline wise. Um, my initial instinct is that like he would come in and, and challenge be a an, uh one of the first challengers for for mocks for the aew title Ooh, that, um, that high you think huh yeah because he's so good like he didn't get enough time to actually shine as a singles competitor in my opinion that's true like yeah. his run with the ic belt was pretty solid and it was too short um i think they tried to force him in with the uh, with the authority. And I, I wasn't a fan of that. Like he can really do some, some, f- some special things for a man, his size. And I think if you give him a chance to be a part of a, a pretty sizable storyline, you'll be surprised at how good he does. So um, I'd put him in there with Mox. Um Maybe you introduce him with the Cody MJF Wardlow situation. Maybe you have him as like Cody's heavy. Um, oh, that's interesting. And, and, I kind of dig that. Um I mean there's there's going to be m- different avenues they can go with but it's an exciting addition um and continues to add to that roster depth that desperately needs it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, shout out to him for uh he he requested his release obviously and he was granted it and now he's uh he's he's definitely going to get a chance to shine in AW. I think <laughs> this just popped into my head an interesting feud would be um him versus Luchasaurus, just two big dudes. Oh hell yeah! Two big dudes who can kind of do weird things that big dudes shouldn't be able to do. So, in
0: the words of Big uh, Big E, who quoted me, "Just too big, man, slapping meat." <laughs> slapping
1: meat. meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, New, New Day podcast yes. is phenomenal. By the way, i I'm I'm every week I'm dying laughing. Uh, that
0: so, that made my year to hear Big E say "slap me" because I was like, meat. He yeah, gets me. Yeah, he, he gets me.
1: He's clearly a listener. So, yep. Uh, shout out Big E, wherever you are. Um, and with that, we're uh, you know this is the second show of the week. Uh, thanks for all the feedback from our uh, immediate Rumble reaction show. We're gonna try to do more of that um, throughout the year after after events like that. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it's been a great week. It was another great week in wrestling obviously we have smackdown tomorrow night uh or tonight depending on when you listen to this and uh we actually in, in even bigger news super bowl sunday right around the corner oh, yeah uh, you're you and your family are coming over to the house on sunday to uh to to hopefully watch a little 49ers win sorry if we have any uh kansas city chiefs fans I i'm telling you right now the really niners win the super bowl
0: i'm getting fucking black out drunk
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be wild it's uh it's also um the reason why Jeremy's family's coming over is because it's my daughter's first birthday party. Uh this this was a great idea and I stand by it. I just like it's this, gonna
0: get weird though if like the diners win and we're all getting like wasted at a one year old's birthday it, it party. Was, I,
1: we'd technically we'd planned this like over a month ago. We're like, Oh, let's just do it then, you know, that way we're not because we figured people might come over for the Super Bowl anyway, and we're like, let's just do, you know, two birds with one stone. And, and then the Niners made it. And I was like, oh, God, it's either going to be like if the Niners don't win, I'm going to be a wreck. <laughs> and then if the Niners win, also going to be a wreck just in a yes, different way. Yes. You know, so it's, uh, you know, a month and a half ago, BJ Cruz, brilliant planning with the wife. Uh, I, I've been firmly told by my wife that I need to be happy regardless of the outcome of the game because it's, <laughs> and, and which is a fair request. I just, I made zero, zero promises. Uh, if you, if you're uh, w- actually, we have um, a blue wire presence at radio row in, uh, in Miami at the super bowl. So check out all of our, uh, I think st- our, our boys at striking gold uh, are doing some, some great Niner stuff over there. C- our, our, our CEO, Kevin Jones is out there uh, just, just, Spreading the good word about Blue Wire, making big moves, making big big moves. So, uh so check us out. Just, you know, get get your fix in that way. And while you're doing all that, subscribe and rate our podcasts wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're again, if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And make sure you follow us on social at
0: Two Debonese Pod. That's on <clears throat> that's on Twitter and on Instagram shoot we might even post some stuff from the party this weekend if things get wild you will see our presence on social
1: we uh you should definitely it, follow us on social because the game is on fox right so there's definitely yes. gonna be some wwe presence in the in somewhere i guarantee it like someone uh, there's i think roman is there right now i think he's in yeah Miami. he's definitely there uh he was doing some niner stuff earlier this week so i mean he's gonna be there there's probably gonna be some be some commercials. Uh, WWE related. So it, it, this is going to be wild to just see wrestling incorporated into like the biggest sporting event in the world or in, in America. It's going to be nuts.
0: Yeah. And friend of the pod, George Kittle is going to win MVP and we may get him back on the pod eventually.
1: George, we're, uh, we're with you two jabronis with a wrestling podcast with a wrestling podcast. Singular uh, is, is firmly behind you and, and the San Francisco 49ers, with all that, if you um, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I have three words for you: shut up, jabroni. <laughs> yes, go Niners! All right, everyone, we'll catch you next week. Peace, bye.